Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 3 of Live with CDP Sports Talk on this Victoria Day holiday here in Canada. Wishing everybody in Canada a happy Victoria holiday. And uh, again, Live with CDP Sports Talk is brought to you by Barry Collins Chevrolet, 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycollin.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles. Or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycullen.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, the home of Southern Talk in sports. And I want to say thank you to Ryan O'Neill uh, for having me on his station as well. Guys, I'm looking forward to my guest tonight. Uh, his name is Freddie Zomaya. Zamoa, he is a head coach of the, um, I keep wanting to call them the Toledo Glass City, but they rebranded themselves. Now they're called the Glass City Wranglers. So he's the uh, head coach of the uh, Glass City Wranglers of the Basketball League. And I look forward to speaking to Freddie. Good evening, Freddie. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Chris? Good. Uh, congratulations on the win on Saturday night. I believe you guys beat Jamestown Jackals 105 to 100. Yeah, man. Yeah, we did. It was a it was a tough fought battle, man. But I'm uh I'm really happy. I'm, well, I'm sure we'll get into it. But I'm just really happy with uh how our team's coming together, man. At the right time. I'm still gonna get used to your uh, team uh, rebranding this year. I still think, I still call them the Toledo Glass City. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot of people are used to that too. But we thought that the the Wranglers would be a really good uh, name, especially for our area. So. Are your colors still the same, or did you guys change them? Yeah, no, we kept the same colors. We were, we're gray, black, white, orange. Uh, mixed it up a little bit, but uh, that was something pretty cool this year that we've been able to do is have our all-orange uniforms. I don't know if you got to see those yet. No, um, I have they, not. They, no, they, I have they not. Came out, they came out pretty cool this year, so our guys were excited to wear those. How's the new ownership uh, been this year, Freddie? And uh, were you able to keep some of your assistant coaches from last year? Yeah, man. So it was actually uh, the new owner is Joshua Radkin, um, very successful business person in our area. Uh, I remember when I first approached Josh uh, with this idea and what we were doing here and trying to build, uh, we had multiple conversations. And uh, Josh is very strategic, uh, very good with business, um, and he loves basketball. And that was something that I was like really looking to bring on and help out with uh, this organization. And Josh was just the perfect fit, man. I mean, he's he's taken over and, and taking this thing on to the next level. You know, I mean, we've gotten a, a really, really beautiful facility in Owens Community College. And, uh, man, the fans that are out there, they're having fun. We have uh, great music and entertainment with DJ, DJ Javi and uh, uh, pictures and stuff throughout the game with our fans and a mascot named Buckets. And he's just doing so many great things, man. And uh, the trajectory of this organization just keeps going up up and up 
Um, and again, he's the one that keeps raising the bar. You know, he's very uh, firm on himself and his standards that he holds himself to. Um, but Josh has successful businesses already outside of this, uh, especially with Pro-Am belts. He makes championship belts for MMA fighting, uh, wow. professional sports teams, Alabama football. Um, a lot of cool things, man. But he's just he was the perfect fit for this. And uh, I feel like him and his family have really enjoyed this and loved this, too, as well. And like I said, that's what that's what this this organization needed was somebody that was going to take this thing to the next level. And Josh has been great. <laughs> Has he made a championship belt for you guys like uh, yet? Yeah, last year he did. He actually made us a grit belt um, last year, and it's, it turned out pretty cool. So, Okay. And last year you guys were playing in a high school gym, I believe. So how much of the difference is it playing in a college, community college facility instead? Yeah. it's uh, Well, last year we played at Toledo Scott High School. Um, okay. Very beautiful gym still as well, man. It's an historic gym. Uh, in this area. So we were very thankful and fortunate to be able to play there. Um, moving over to Owens Community College, uh, it's pretty cool, obviously, playing on a little bit of a bigger court. Um, a lot more, well, I shouldn't say a lot more, but we have a lot of seating again for our fans and stuff too that we've been fortunate to fill up quite a couple times uh, this year. And uh, no, I mean, the campus there is just beautiful, man. I mean, you go on Owens Community College uh, campus and it's just, it's a sight to see, man. It's very beautiful. The 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 gym's beautiful. Um, just a really cool setup that that Josh has put together for us. And that's important too to have good facilities and a good home arena for the the team as well. That's just so huge, right there. Yeah, absolutely. You got to be excited, man. The the playoffs start in about a week's time, so you guys have what one more regular season game, two more to go. Yeah, man. We actually have our last regular season home game uh, this Thursday, and. Uh, we were we were going to be playing uh, Flint United out of Michigan, but the schedules uh, changed, and we're playing okay. the Derby Derby City Distillers, which is a a team from the Lower Midwest uh, in the Kentucky area, and uh, it's okay. kind of cool though too because we've played a lot of these teams uh, in our Upper Midwest a couple times, you know. So you see the same faces, you see the same personnel and the same coaches and everything. So it's kind of cool that right before playoffs we get to play a different type of team that. We have no experience against, and we don't know much about them yet and stuff. And it's just cool to, to get a different look at somebody else right before playoffs. So, um, yeah, we're excited about that. <laughs> How is this playoff format? Is it changed from last year, Freddie? Yeah, so this year, um, different – so different conferences do it a different way. I think, like, they're like a couple of them have, like, their top two teams get buys or something like that. But as far as our conference goes – uh, we're separated into the upper Midwest and the lower Midwest. Um, and it's seeds one through four that are in the first round of playoffs. But this year what they're doing is you have a one game playing. So the one seed plays the four and the two plays the three to go on to play a three game series um, for like the upper Midwest championship. But it's, it's, it's cool and it's different, but it's like uh, it's, it's a for real winner go home you know, uh, yep. on the 30th already. So May 30th already, everybody's going to be playing their playing games and you don't win your, your season's over with, you know, and if you win, you get to live to fight another day and it's a three game series with a, another great team to win your, uh, our, our upper Midwest, um, championship, you know, so it's, it's different, but it's exciting. <laughs> 
this format sounds sort of like the National Lacrosse League. Uh, they have like the first round winner go home, and then the second round is a best of three, and then the final is a best of three. You really can't afford to have a bad game, especially in a one-game series. And, and it doesn't matter who has the better record. Anything can nope. happen in a one-game series, as you know. Nope. No, and, and that's what I keep telling. I've been telling the guys all year, man. Um, every time like we would have a bad game, I'm letting the guys know, like, okay, so we had a bad game. What did we do wrong? What can we do better? Um, and just we again, our bigger picture was was bigger than regular season games and wins and losses and stuff. Our bigger picture was playoff time, you know, and we had this in mind, like, hey, we can't have a night where we're off or guys just aren't there with their energy or guys don't guys aren't uh, mentally locked in and prepared for the game. Like you do that, we lose and that's it. The season's over. You know, there's no there's no redo. There's no chance at another game in a three game series. That's. It's it's who wants it more. It's who shows up better prepared, um, and that's it. You know, um, I think, like I said, I and I told my guys this the other day in the locker room in Jamestown. Um, I'm gonna take my guys all day when their backs up against the wall, man. I'm gonna take my guys all day in a winner go home situation because they're gonna be super hungry. Um, but I, I even love the fact that getting to a three game series, man, you get to even if something. For instance, happens to where you get the loss, you can readjust and yes. make little changes. And yeah. I mean, that's 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 the beauty of basketball in this sport. And uh, like you kind of said, man, just the the winner go home one game play, and it's man, what team's hitting their shots, what team's not, what team uh, studied the other team more, you know, and was better prepared. There's just there's so many factors that the the team that's more prepared and, and ready to go and locked in and just hitting the shots and taking the shots that they need to is going to be the team that comes out on top. So, uh, You know what? When I, I saw David Magley Saturday night in London, I should have asked him if they were still going to have the uh, NBLC champion, the winner, winner mm. of London Windsor, take on the uh, TBL champion this year. That's something I should have asked him about because there yeah. was talk about that. That's actually a great question because I thought, uh, I don't know if he meant he was going to do that next season or this season, but I know it's something that he mentioned he wanted to do, and I thought that that would be really cool too. But maybe it's something that he's saving for the BSL, you know, uh, to be able to do something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, three teams have already confirmed. I know London, Kitchener-Waterloo, and Subray. The Windsor Express have not made any announcements, so nobody knows what they're going to do. I, I assumed they were going to come in, but uh, who knows? But uh I, I figure next year, Freddie, I know speculation on my part. I figure they're going to try to have an old Canadian division. Right now, you guys have six divisions across the states with 46 teams. And I figure they would just have one uh, a seventh division with six or seven Canadian teams in there to help with the travel costs as well. Mm, yeah, they could. I, I haven't uh, dug too deep into that or talked to our owner or uh, Mr. Magley too much about all that. But it sounds like he has really exciting plans and um i think it could be something that's really good too um as you've seen even between the battles between tbl teams and mblc teams um some of them have been wars man you know and uh i think it's exciting and i think like i said i think it could be something that's really big i definitely agree hey uh before the playoffs start have they set a date for your playoff series yet no so our series dates haven't been started or set okay. yet um, but our, like I said, I, I believe everybody's playing game would be on the 30th. 
Okay. Of which this month that, already. Which isn't that far away. And no. right now, this is a great time of the year for the NBL playoffs, which is wrapping up in the finals. Your league's playoffs coming up. And then you got the NBA as well. We'll get to the NBA a little bit uh, later in this podcast show. But can you just tell my audience here in Ontario, um, just uh, in Guelph, Ontario, which is a, a, about a two-hour drive from Buffalo, uh, not mm. far from Toronto. Can you just tell us about your 2023 Glass City Wrangler season so far, the <laughs> roster, and also some key players for fans? We all know I've had Chris uh, Darrington on, but how much uh, has he developed as a, a ball player this year? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, where to start? Um, so this season has been um, – some growing pains, but it's been, it's all part of the process, you know? Um, and this team has been very resilient. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've seen too as well. And you kind of already talked about Chris Darrington. Um, he's had like, I think he leads the league in buzzer beaters. Um, so like we've had some really exciting games that have came down to buzzer beaters that we've been fortunate to pull out. Um, but this team's just been resilient, man. Like I said, we started the season really hot. I think we were nine and three. Um, we're currently sitting at 15 and 16 eight. 16 and eight. 16, 16 and eight. eight. Yep. 16 and eight after Jamestown. Um, sitting good in our conference. But um, again, we they, they, these guys have just earned it, man. And we've talked about it all season um, about just coming together. And I keep telling our guys, like, uh, don't worry about your minutes or who you're in with or uh, who's doing what. Like, just be focused on winning together as a team. Um, and I think it's super, super important. And um, I think we finally just recently turned that corner. We talked about it all season was turning this corner to be the team that I know we could be. Uh, and we literally just, I feel like we just turned it and now we're starting to progress and be on the uprise. Um, so I hope it continues into our, our uh, playoffs. Um, but I mean, as far as our players, obviously, like I said, we have Chris Darrington, uh, he was the TBL rookie player, the rookie of the year last year. Um, this season, he's in uh, talks of being the MVP of the league, uh, rightfully so. I believe he's averaging 30 points a game. And um, wow. he's just been a, a huge value to our team. But um, the other thing I love about our team is we have so many pieces, man. I, I don't want to leave anybody out. But, uh, I mean, even our guards, we have Francisco Santiago, uh, who's played in the highest league in Puerto Rico. Uh, Anthony Carmen and Alex Heath, uh, two two just scrappy guards from Cleveland, man, that aren't scared of anybody or, or scared of the moment. Um, Clemmy Owens, who's also a returner, um, won a PBL championship, was the PBL player of the year, um, is with us too as well. And then Marlon Moore, uh, strong wing uh, out of West, Lib West Liberty University. Uh, Caleb Vaughn's another wing that's a returner for us, too, as well. Uh, that was on that Elite Eight run, along with Jonathan Brown, uh, who's a big for us, too. Um, and then we added another really good piece, too, in uh, Marlon Sierra. He's a Bowling Green State University graduate. Um, it was kind of unfortunate he was going to be playing overseas and stuff, and COVID had hit. Um, and it was one of those things that we contacted him, and he contacted us, and he was on board right away. You know, he was he was – uh, familiar with us, studied us a little bit, and was just kind of like, yeah, let's get after it. And he's just hungry, man. He's a competitor, and uh, he's been a really good addition too as well. And uh, Darnell Rushton's another big two uh, out of Cleveland who's been a, a really good piece to us too as well. We just 
man, we just continue to, to grow together. And uh, Chance Hawkins is another returner too as well. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to name everybody, man. And I know I'm kind of getting it all out there, but I'd, I'd hate to leave anybody out. These guys have been uh, these guys have been awesome. And uh, I just want their names to be heard so that these guys are getting the love that they deserve, you know, because they just they've been working hard, man. And like I said, they're uh, they're coming together at the right time. So I think anybody that watches one of our games or can come to a game or something, they'll be really happy with what they see uh, as far as how hard these guys play. You, you pretty well have a, a new, a fairly new roster from last year. Um, how long did it take for some of these new guys to come on to, to build chemistry with the other guys? Man, it, I'm not even going to lie to you, Chris. It took a while. Um, and it was something that we knew we were going to kind of face a little bit. And um, But I mean, like I said, it's, it's just kudos to these guys, man. They've, they've took the time to be able to get to know one, one another and learn how each other plays. And um, like I said, I, when I say that we just turned that corner, I'm, I'm so serious. I mean, it literally took us almost this whole season to finally come together and turn this corner. And I think that's, what's been so cool about the process is like, cause every year it's a process, man. And yes, I think that's been what's so cool about this process is watching it come together before your eyes and watching the guys just buy in and being able to see what it looks like, you know? I mean, we talk about it, and as a coach, you can tell them as much as you want to, but until they physically see it and are a part of it and know what it looks like and how it feels, they don't know what that is until it happens. And I'll never forget, I, at, when that game happened, It's these guys knew, uh, and I told them, and everybody was just like, ah, that's it right there, you know? And that's been the biggest piece now, as I've told these guys, is, okay, so now we all know what it looks like together and what it needs to be for us to be successful. We can't take steps backwards now. We can't go back to this guy taking all the shots or this guy just dribbling the ball too much or this guy not playing defense or this dude not rebounding. Let's keep going forward now. Everybody's kind of understanding their roles and, and what we need to do to win as a team. So it's just been cool watching that all come together. How is the health of your team uh, going into the playoff, into the playoff game? Man, you know, that's what's so, that's what's so cool too, is we have everybody uh, available and ready. Uh, we have all 11 guys. Uh, last year, I don't know if you're too familiar or remember yes. too much. You had we some were guys down, was, Yes, man, we were down to, I believe it was like eight guys or something. Uh, I know we had like two that weren't eligible that couldn't play. Uh, two other like injuries uh, and then the guys that were able to play were even injured too so I mean we're in the elite eight with uh, a team that's beat up real bad and that's what's been really cool about this year is we just guys have been taking care of their bodies taking this stuff serious um, and now we're fortunate enough to just have everybody ready to go man everybody's locked in mentally physically uh, just ready to go and that's that's what's exciting <laughs> I wanted to ask you this, Freddie, as well. Obviously, when you're a starter, you know you're going to be in the game. Do you find it can be harder being a bench player to prepare for a game mentally, not knowing when and if you're going to get into a game at some point? Mm. I think that's a good question. I think um really just depends on the person and the maturity of it, you know, because um, you even see it every day in the league, too. Like, there's a bench guy that's probably going to get more minutes than a starter, you know. Um, I think that's the thing that's most important. And again, it goes back to like how we talked about turning that corner. Like 
guys would get subbed out and they they want to know why or they think it's because it's something bad and I'm I'm just letting the guys know like look man when you get subbed out it's not ever stop thinking negatively right away you know some guys are like oh it's because I turned it over or I got uh the ball went off me out of bounds or I didn't rebound like it's not always that I mean we just like they see stuff differently on the on the court playing the game we as coaches see stuff differently watching and dissecting stuff so I always tell the guys like man don't don't come out with a negative attitude just be out and then even if you want to have a conversation after we can talk about it or whatever but just be understanding that like we're all here as a team and we're trying to win um and I know it's a competitive side of things but um they've been good at understanding that finally and uh to to back to your question for the most part every guy's at least going to touch the floor I mean these games are long we have 11 players um guys are going to touch the floor and I tell them it's about how you produce you know and again that's another thing we've talked about too is one game it might be this person's game another game it might not be your game you know and that's okay that's what a brotherhood and a family and a team is about is hey you're off tonight it's okay I'm still I'm still gonna have your back I'm still gonna talk you up but not like now somebody else has to step up and produce and I had a conversation with one of my players the other night I'm like look man uh, I don't care what your name is. I don't care what you've done. I don't care about none of that stuff, man. I care about the guys that are going to go in there and do their job and produce. Those are the guys that need to be in there and, and playing and producing, you know. Um, I tell my guys that all the time. And like I said, it, it'll vary. And sometimes everybody's clicking, you know, which is a great problem to have. I mean, everybody's clicking, but that's where it just a team has to be together. Like, okay, like everybody's hitting their shots, man. Everybody's doing their job. Um they just have to be understanding. And like I said, it's, it's a maturity thing, man. You got to be able to have gone through some stuff or experienced some stuff of not being able to play at all and touching the floor or being on the bench for the three fourths of the game and then coming in for a little bit, or, I mean, different stuff gets guys prepared for this type of moment, you know? And like I said, you, you learn it through experience, man. Uh, some guys have it, some guys don't. Um, but I, I'm really fortunate that our guys are starting to understand it and just be together. We all we all have one goal, man. And that's to that's to win the whole thing. Do you feel you're a, a better coach now than you were even a year ago, just based on on your experience What's that? and what you learned? You, you broke so, up a little bit. Okay, sorry, I must have been Wi-Fi. I just wanted to ask you, Freddie. Do you feel that you might be a, a better coach now than you were a year ago, just based on your experience and what you mm. went through last year in the playoffs as well? Yeah, I think it helped prepare me, and um, also it's just I think I'm more understanding now. You too. Um, I've been fortunate to have my assistant coach Ben Schofield too with me. That we just bounce ideas off each other, and we we understand our personnel and what's working, what's not working. And um, I even, I'm even getting to like to the point now where I'm more understanding with our players too, especially the guys that have already been there, done that, you know, they, these guys are, they have good IQs for the game and uh, a good feel for the game. And like I said, they're out there on the court. So when they come back and they're like, Hey coach, we should try this. Or what do you think about that? I listen, you know? Um, and that's something that I really took pride in this year was just being able to listen and, uh, see kind of what they're thinking or how they feel and stuff too. And um, just at the end of the day, just making sure we're all on the same page um, is super vital. So um, I'd say I, I became a better coach this year um, to learning experiences from last year. So, uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, 
you you always want to learn and get better. You know, I, I can't I can't sit here and stay stagnant or stuck in my ways or I mean, we all as coaches have standards and know what works and what doesn't work. But uh, I think you always need to be learning. And that's something I try to do every year. And also complacent, too. You never want to get complacent Man. as a head coach or even as an athlete. And uh, that's why the London Lightning are such a great organization. Um, they've had different coaches when they've won their championships. But uh, the one they have now, Doug Plug, uh, Plum, uh, he expects his players to be accountable and to all fit in as a team. And uh, some mm-hmm. nights you're going to start on the bench. Some nights you're going to start. But it, it, you're right. The biggest picture is about the team and winning a championship as well. Oh man, it's like I said, we've been, we've been preaching that all year. It's just getting guys to understand it. Um, and like I said, it's a, it's a experience thing. Like some guys have been experienced through it and some guys are still just learning it. Um, but I think the earlier you earlier you learn it, the better it's just, it's all about team and it's all about having the same goals in common and winning. And I mean, guys from our league are looking to, go and play in Canada or a different country after this, you know, and like, it's, I always try to put it this way, like uh, Nike EYBL, which is like a big high school AU circuit. Like everybody knows that it's competitive. All the top players in the country go there to compete. And um, like the teams that make it to the Peace Jam championship, every college coach in the country is there getting guys from those teams because why they're winners, you know, and, it's the same thing with our league. I mean, if people are, people from other countries are going to want to watch that film because they're like, oh, this is a championship game of 50 or 48 teams, whatever, however many teams in TBL in the country. These are the two teams that they're winners. They have winners on these teams. Um, and even if your stats aren't amazing, I mean, they, they want winners, you know. I mean, last year we made it to Elite Eight and we had a few guys go on to play in different countries. And, again, it's probably partially because we want, we were winning, you know. Um I had a guy last year that, uh, Caleb Vaughn, um, he was averaging 13 points a game, I believe like seven rebounds a game. Um, but he was just a professional. He shows up on time. He's never complaining. He doesn't talk back. He, he works hard outside of this. Um, and he's just an ultimate professional and, um, ended up going and playing in Mexico. And then he went and played in the top league in Chile. Um, because I can recommend that, you know, and I tell my guys all the time, like, you're not just playing for me or this opportunity. Like you're, you're playing to move on if that's what you want to do and get that experience in another country. But ultimately to do that, we all, we got to win, you know, like guys get over there like that, but you're making your job easier uh, and setting it up better. If we're winning together, you know, Um, that's just what I try to preach, preach to our guys too, as well. Quick thoughts on the game against Jamestown on Saturday night. And um, obviously your upcoming game is not Flint. Have you had a couple other games that have been moved? I know you guys earlier this year were supposed to come to London and that game got moved. So I was going to say as a head coach, uh, how difficult is it having games being moved to another team, especially one that you've never played before? Man, you know, Again, I, I think if I wasn't experienced in this type of stuff, I'd be like, oh, man, what are we going to do or what are we doing or how are we doing it? Uh, man, I've I've trained my mind to just be ready for any type of adversity when it comes to this stuff. So to me, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, uh, especially, like I said, even this last game, for instance, against Derby City, it's just it's new personnel. It's somebody we haven't played. It's exciting. Um so we're just going to take it and roll with it and, again, continue to try to get better and get ready for playoffs. Um, 
but I guess kind of to go back to your question on the Jamestown game or to speak on the Jamestown game, man, it, those are always competitive games. Again, I don't know if you remember too much last year, but we got beat by them on like a, a tip in at the, at the buzzer and we got beat on a half court shot on the buzzer against them. Um, but we've had some wars with them. And I think last year, I believe we split with them last year too. Um, so we had some wars with them last year and then um, we ended up making it into the lead eight. Uh, like we talked about, to be able to go on and play Kokomo, um, which carries on into this year. And, uh, I mean, they're always just going to be like a lengthy athletic team that, that plays hard, and you got to bring your best game against Jamestown. Uh, they just had a very impressive win against West Virginia the night before, which West Virginia is on fire too. They've been, uh, they've been doing their thing in year one too as well, which, again, it's kind of like how we were last year. We We were able to do that same type of thing last year, but – it's just, it's a really competitive conference. Um, so it's like night in, night out, man, when you're playing these teams from the upper Midwest. It's just like we've talked about, you got to be locked in. And that's what I've loved about it is just being locked in and having our guys ready to go. So we don't care if it's a Jamestown or West Virginia or Kokomo. Our guys are going to try to be locked in and be prepared and, and try to be the tougher team night in, night out. So. Absolutely. And I had coach Will Brown on my show a few months ago and he, uh, he said, he mentioned he contacted you about Kokomo as well. And I said, I was really hoping you and Albany would face each other. Cause I really thought <laughs> you and I thought your team in Albany were the two best teams last year in the league. Yeah, in my man. I, uh, yeah, coach Brown, I, I talked to him briefly too, as well. Um, great guy. Um, yeah, man, this league's just tough though. It's, it's like, uh, especially come playoff time, like we've talked about the injury, bu the injury bug we had last year, and uh, being short, short-handed on our roster. Uh, it's like I tell everybody, though, man. It's can't make excuses. You know, everybody goes through these same type of problems. Guys have injuries. Guys have guys go overseas, play somewhere else right at playoff time, and um, you just can't make excuses and. I mean, sometimes a lot of stuff have to fall your way, you know. A lot of stuff has to fall your way. Or, like we talk about the one game playing, like are you going to be hitting your shots? Is it going to be your night that you're off? Is it going to be a night that they just get the better of you? I mean, there's so many factors that come into play, and that's why I just, like we discussed earlier, you just got to be locked in in every which way as a, as a unit together um, and do what you do, you know. Like I'm going to uh, talk to our guys coming up, man. It's – it's not desperate basketball, you know, it's, it's not like, Hey, let's go out here and chuck up threes now. Cause we have to win. It's you stick to the game plan and you stick to what's working, especially what's working now. And, and we'll be just fine. And one thing I wanted to ask you as well, that, that one game play and you guys will be at home for that, right? Freddie? Yes. We, uh, from what I was told today, I believe we're playing West Virginia at home. Yes. So that's going to be important. So uh, hopefully people can come out and support this team by going to games or also you can watch it on what TBL television TV online as well. Yep. TBL dot TV. I believe it is. And uh, people can get on. That. I think you can watch games for super cheap too, as well. If you want to watch like a single game. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to watch there on, uh, on our, on the website. Um, and if you watch our broadcasting, that's, I got to shout them out right now. Cause they did an amazing job this year uh, as BCSN sports. Um, they just, man, the commentating and the broadcasting and the quality, man, it's been top tier. I mean, when you watch it, it just, it's, it's professional basketball, man. And they just do an excellent job of not only the, the coverage and stuff, but just knowing all the stats and 
what's happened at the away game the night before, the weekend yeah. before. Like, they just come prepared, and they're asking you the questions. Like, hey, so I seen he did this. What do you think? I'm like, man, that is so cool that they're just so invested in. Um, but, yes, they're the ones that do our broadcasting through TBL TV. But BCS, BCSN Sports has been awesome this year. Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out to the MBLC TV uh, coverage as well. I don't know if you see their games on there as well. But uh, the one gentleman I wish you could meet one day is Aaron Sanders, uh, the voice of the Windsor Express. He is one of the best in the league, and he might be only 27 years old, Freddie, but he's got a a mind like an encyclopedia. Uh, He loves the game, and he's a historian, and he does such a great job. And and I really enjoy – all the guys that do the uh, NBLC games as well. And I'm going to try to get the TBL uh, playoff package too, because I'd like to see a little more of your games as well. And I had one of the guys on uh, from uh, the Salem Capitals, uh, Mm -hmm. Jason Smar on. Uh, He's also a high school teacher as well. And he was a great guy as well. So I I love talking about your league and uh, just talking to you as well about your team as well. Oh man. We always have fun, uh, Chris and, that's what I said. It's been pretty cool. I know we message here and here yeah. uh, back and forth throughout the, the year and stuff, but it's yeah. always good to get on here and just chop it up because we both love basketball too. And uh, that's what's been really cool, man, is just being able to get on here and actually talk like real people, <laughs> you know? Yes. So it's, it's and been I, awesome, and I, man. And I will get down to Toledo because I want to see a mud ends game at that beautiful ballpark. And I would like to see one of your games and, and talk to you and some of your players as well. Cause like I said, uh, I just really love the quality of the basketball uh, from your league and my league. And uh, I find um, this year, the NBLC has been even more competitive than it was last year. Just the talent level. Mm, really? Uh, yeah. I see. I haven't, I haven't got to catch too many MBLC uh, games this year. Uh, and I really wish we could have went up there this year. Um, but again, maybe that's in the talks for next year or whatnot. But um, no, I mean, I, I know when Windsor and uh, Sudbury both came here last season, it was just, you could just tell the talent, like, like me and you talked about is both those games were wars, you know, and last year they're just exhibition games. So like they didn't count to everybody else, but, I mean, MBLC teams and ourselves, like, we we took that game serious. I mean, we don't yep. care about an exhibition or whatever. I mean, both teams wanted to win, and both teams are competitors, you know. And uh, both those games, I believe, we won by one possession. Yeah. I and did see a TBL. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. And, yeah, it's just it's just wars, man. <laughs> yeah, my Wi-Fi cut out there. I did see a TBL game this year in London about a month. months ago uh, our tremendous organization i'm just hoping uh there was a situation with the ownership so i'm just hoping uh the tbl this is probably more for david and evelyn magley i'm just hoping that situation uh gets straightened out with their ownership because i think from what i've been told uh kalamazoo supports their team and they have a nice arena there as well mm, yeah yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure on that yeah definitely i'll save it for david and evelyn who i'm working to get on my show as well. Uh, Freddie, I, I wanted to ask you this question as well. Uh, what were your thoughts when they announced there, there's going to be three Canadian TBL franchises this year? Obviously in Newfoundland, the Rogues, um, Montreal, Tundra, and the Academy, Alma. And then uh, just thoughts on three of the NBLC teams uh, coming aboard for this uh, Basketball Super League in 2024 and the future of the, the direction of the league now. 
Man, I think the addition of the three TBL teams in Canada was pretty cool. And um, I've got to catch a couple of both of, uh, I think, Montreal and uh, the Rogues games this year. And, uh, man, they just, again, it just looks super professional. The broadcasting, the arenas that they're playing in, um, the entertainment, the whole nine, uh, they're doing an excellent job. And I think they're great additions. And um, obviously the MBLC, I have a, a lot of respect for and uh, having them come on board, I think is huge. You know, I mean, to actually join these leagues together and have these historic MBLC teams become a part of and us become a part of them is just is really cool. Because, like I said, the top top tier teams in the in each conference in the TBL, especially, man, are just they, they're just tough teams. They're talented, tough teams um with guys that have played in other countries or can play in other countries um or sometimes even the g league they just uh a lot of talent throughout the tbl man and it's going to be really cool i think going forward to see like i said these leagues uh combine together and make something really great you know for north america and canada yeah, because long-term, a four-team league, uh, the fans of these teams I probably get sick of playing the same team. And <laughs> I just think I just think from a competitive uh, standpoint and a talent standpoint, I just think this was the right move to do. And I just I really think it'll I think it will do well. And uh, I think the Maglies and hopefully oddly will be on a board. I guess there's still more announcements, so I don't want to get into too much speculation, but I'm yeah. really looking forward to it uh, next year. And uh, I just think uh, the, the Canadian franchises are going to add uh, to the 46 teams. So it'll actually be, I think, 49 teams next year. And I suspect a seventh division, I suspect. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really good, man. Like I said, it's the, the one thing I know that this uh, Super League is going to have is just talent across the board. <laughs> um, the teams that are going to be in this league are going to be teams that can play at a very high level. Um, and like I said, you're probably going to see a lot of new rivalries formed um, of just some top tier talent going at it night in and night out. So it'll be it'll be really interesting. Yeah, and I and I and I'm I'm just crossing my fingers. Windsor will come into this league as well because they would have a natural rivalry with the teams in Michigan and also with okay. Toledo as well. Yeah, and Coach Jones is one of my one of oh, my oh yes uh, one of my guys, man. I uh, he was a he was a classy classy coach uh when he came here and played and um not only that like we've gotten on the phone and just had conversations and just he's another one that you talk about like a historian man he's just a he's a winner and a guy that just he knows basketball and loves basketball so it's been cool to be able to have conversations with him and just uh kind of chop it up a little bit so he's he's a great dude two-time nblc uh champion with the windsor express and he's been with the windsor express since day one uh, when the NBLC I believe 11 years ago so um, definitely we'll cross their fingers and they have a, a beautiful facility in Windsor too at the WFC U Center as well Sheesh. yeah I, I hope they do too man because like I said Coach Jones yeah. is a good guy to, to be in there especially is that, that, uh, is that organization so I hope they, they become part of it too Yes, yeah, Subbury Five have Logan Stutz, who's a former player, a uh, really good coach. He was a great player. Doug Plum, who is a player, uh, two-time coach of the year in the NBLC. And then Cliff 
uh, Cliff uh, Klinkskills, uh, who the former player now is now the coach of the Titans. I, I really think if you guys play these teams next year, you're going to enjoy the coaching staff and, and some of the players. And one of the Albany platoon guys from last year came up here to uh, Sudbury this year, A.J. Mosby, a tremendous player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of NBL teams signed a lot of guys from our league uh, in the TBL and like I said, it just goes to show, man. These guys are yep. talented. Um, yeah, these guys are very talented. Um, even Windsor uh, with Jamiron and Latin from uh, the Lansing Pharaohs from last year. They're just uh, two tough guards, man, that can really score it. And uh, like I said, we had to prepare to play them last year, too, as well. But uh, even with Windsor, man, I think having Billy White and like I said, I haven't got to watch the games. But yeah. I, if I had to imagine, I think Billy White and Justin Moss have probably been a huge problem <laughs> for other teams yeah. yeah london in game two really took away uh uh windsor's big players and they really did a nice job uh shutting down late latin davis and jamire and jackson in the first game mm. those two guys went off for 51 points and a windsor win in the second game they held them to 27 points so and uh billy white in the second game had 22 points in 19 minutes but him and mike nuga get ejected from that game with seven and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. They had a scrum, a scrum, and unfortunately both of them left. But Billy White might be an old veteran, but he still has it at his age, and he's still uh, an impact player. Wow. Oh, yeah, man. You can tell when he came here to Toledo, he just – his footwork, man, his aggressiveness, and he's still a, he's still a player. And uh, what's the series at now with him? It's 1-1, and the next two games are in Windsor. So, London, it's a best-of-five series. And uh, I spoke to Doug Plum after game two as a media fill-in, and Doug said, we did not want to go down 0-2. He goes, 0-2, and then having to go to Windsor for two wasn't in their option. So, uh, to me, London Lightning played their best game of the year uh, in game two because they this year they went – Wins, London has been winning games this year, but they've had games where they played good stretches and then had laws. But this game, too, they just basically shut down the Express completely. And uh, this was like a critical game. And I really think wow. game three tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on NBLC TV, is going to be huge because, um, like I said, it's a best of five series. And now Windsor has home court. But if you want to be a champion in basketball in the TBL or the NBL or the NBA, you have to be able to win on the road as well. Mm -hmm. And hey, see, that's one thing about us that I've loved, man, is we all love playing on the road. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is or, or what, or what it is, but uh, we love playing on the road. Uh, I, I think it's a factor of nobody's there cheering us on and we're all we got, you know, and, we just we thrive in that environment and we we take pride in playing in away games. So Actually, that's so, something I've I've been really happy with our team about. Cause I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Sometimes it's better to be the road team because you can even look at the NHL. The Florida Panthers have been the road team all the series, and now they're two wins away from being in the Stanley Cup finals. And it just shows you sometimes it's better to be the road team. And look at the Miami Heat, the number eight seed. It's just it's a it's a it's a culture thing, man. You just it's a culture thing, personnel thing. Like guys just have to thrive in those type of environments and accept any type of challenge. And like I said, that's something that we love. Is there's no fans there with us. There's nobody cheering us on. You got your brothers back, and that's it. You know, nobody else is here to hold our hands or help us out or cheer us on. We're we're all we got. And uh, 
like I said, we we've enjoyed playing on the road. So definitely. Are you okay for two more questions, Freddie? Yep, yep, you're good, Chris. Okay. Uh, thoughts on the the basketball league, you know, as a whole this year, and uh, on in the Magleys and David and Evelyn, and um, how often do you get to speak to them, and and they come by to your games and stuff like that? Oh yeah, uh, no, I mean the the TBL is cool watching it grow, you know, and again, it all starts with David and Evelyn and uh, their big hearts and their passion for this uh, league that goes beyond basketball, you know. Um, but no, we've been fortunate to be able to have the Magleys come by, uh, to a few of our games, you know, whether that's home or away, but they make it a point to make sure that they visit everybody's gyms and, uh, everybody's staffs and ownership and see how everything's going. And, um, they've been great, you know, and even when they came to visit, they'll be like, Hey, you guys can work on this, or we'd like to see this, or maybe not do this. And you fix it. And it's what makes the whole league, uh, run the way it does, you know? So, uh, no, they've been great. They've been great. Uh, obviously when they come to visit we talk to them as much as we can and make them feel welcomed and and kind of show them how we do things in Toledo you know and I believe Evelyn was involved with the NBLC at one time too uh with the team in Orangeville as well and uh fingers crossed because I'm going to be working to get her to come on my show as well and and talk about the league and uh what the changes the exciting changes for next year as well yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, I would like to hear more on the BSL, though. I wonder if they're going to have more info for you on it or able to speak about it. But I'd I'll love to hear what they, what they have on it. Yeah, try to get it out of them. No. <laughs> I'll do my best. And uh, I'm going to put you on the spot with this question, Freddie, before we wrap this up. Uh, just quick thoughts on the NBA playoffs and uh, the current series with Miami and Boston and uh, Denver and the Lakers, who are playing uh, right now. They should be in the second quarter. Oh, man, you just... Uh... Like I said, it's you, you can watch these games and you can look at the tougher team and the more prepared teams. And as of right now, it looks like Miami and Denver, obviously. Um, but I, I would love to see a finals between Miami and Denver because I think that that's going to be a very chippy, fiery, uh, just great basketball all around game. Because I love uh, Coach Malone and Coach Spolstrom, man, the way that they coach and uh, conduct themselves and conduct their team. So, It'll be, especially them with all the talent that both teams have, it's just, it's going to be good, man. I'm excited, and I hope that that is the final so we can see what it looks like. <laughs> now, I know on the other leagues, the NHL has done been four times. Uh, Major League Baseball's done, I think, a couple times. Do you foresee Boston or the Lakers, one of these two teams, coming back from 3 nothing and winning the series, or, you, or do you feel they're already mentally beaten? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd have to say that they're both going to be done, but I mean, never, never count out people or teams that are, that are hungry to come back from it. So I don't know, man. I know that that would be very taxing, but again, it's, I don't know. That's, that's tough. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to come I, back. From that. I do think it will. I don't know if it'll happen this year, but I do think it eventually will happen in the in, in the future in basketball because, like I said, it's been done in hockey and baseball, and eventually it will happen a first time. And I, I just was curious to see if you thought uh, they, if the Lakers or Boston. I think both series. I really, I did pick Denver over the Lakers in six, and I had Boston over Miami in seven. But you know what? Miami is just playing unbelievable basketball right now, and they have a great coach who should be in the Hall of Fame if he gets another ring. And uh, just Jimmy Butler is just playing like a Hall of Famer, like unbelievable. Yeah, you know what's so awesome too, though, is um, 
about the sport and stuff. It's like the seeds don't matter, you know. Um, that's what, like, me and you were talking about with the one game playing. It's, it doesn't matter, you know. I don't care if it's a one seed or a four seed or whatever. It's what teams what, – what's the team doing right now? Like, are, are they on the upward? Are they on the downward? Are they Have they already peaked? Um, are they playing their best basketball? Are they not playing the best basketball? And are they just locked in and prepared the most, you know? And are they, are they a tougher team? Because come playoff time, man, it's a new season. You know, everything – obviously, you've learned some stuff and pick up some stuff from the regular season, but it's a new season, you know? Like, our guys are going to know we're, we're zero and zero. You know, I don't care about the seed – Nothing. Let's go out here and win this game. Oops. That's it. Okay. I think I just lost you there for a second. I see it's a oh. Wi-Fi connection on my end, but we'll wrap this up, Fred. Uh, Freddie. Um, for fans who are watching this or listening to the show later on, who have never been to a TBL game yet or are in the uh, Toledo area Wranglers game, what would you say to those people and why they should attend a Wranglers home game or a playoff game? coming uh, up in Toledo and where can my audience uh find you or follow find you or follow you on social media and your team's website as well man it's uh i think if you come to a game you're just going to enjoy the entertainment the the atmosphere the music uh and most importantly just our style of play uh we play very tough very hard nosed uh basketball very fast paced basketball um and again, we like interacting with our fans and signing stuff for the little ones. And even before the games, we have kid tunnels with all of our kids lined up for our guys to get announced and shake their hands and stuff. And I just think they'll have a lot of fun coming to a game. Um, you can follow our team page, Glass City Wranglers, on uh, all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, to, to follow for updates and stuff throughout the playoffs and other community events. So. All right, and I have the website down here at glasscitywranglers.com as well. And also you're on Twitter as well if people wish uh, to follow you on Twitter as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Hey, Freddie, if you can just give me about uh, 15, 20 minutes, I'll have this episode uh, downloaded to my audio platforms. And uh, again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight and uh, enjoy the uh, Denver Lakers game if you're going to catch a bit, a bit of it as well. And uh, I'm predicting the Miami Heat uh, to defeat the Denver Nuggets to win their fourth NBA championship. Ooh, I like that. And Jimmy Butler's first, huh? I, I really feel Miami's got that it factor. And uh, I just think they're playing great basketball. And I think Eric Spolstra is probably one of the best coaches in basketball. Yeah, I can agree to that. And you know what? Uh, you know, what makes me disappointed as a Chicago Bulls fan is that we had Jimmy Butler on our team. <laughs> oh, speaking of Chicago Bulls, uh, the gentleman who does my uh, uh, intro for my video, that is Tim St. Clair, the public address announcer for your Chicago Bulls. Oh, man, I got to talk to him. <laughs> he's been on my show, and uh, I'll tell you what, if I can get Tim to come on my show again, he's a busy guy doing the Chicago Fire, and now he's doing real estate. I will definitely mention your name as well because uh, Tim is a real good guy and uh, one of the best in the business. Awesome, yeah, man. I would love that. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Freddie, for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely keep in touch with you on social media. And good luck on Thursday night and also in the playoff game as well coming up next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much. Good night. All right, guys. I want.
I want to say thank you, Zomora. He is the head coach of the Glass City Wranglers. This was his third appearance on my show. And uh, guys, you can check out the Basketball League uh, website at thebasketballleague.net as well. Just to let you guys know, my next live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet, will be tomorrow, Tuesday, May 23rd at 12 p.m. Eastern, with my guest, Pat Gregor. He's the manager at Coolback Canada and the National Lacrosse League analyst, for the Halifax Thunderbirds and TSN's Game of the Week. Pat's going to come on and talk about the 2023 National Cross League season and also the playoffs and preview the rematch of the National Lacrosse League finals between the Colorado Mammoths and the Buffalo Bandits for the second consecutive year. And we'll talk about if this is a, finally the year the Bandits get over the hump and win their first NL championship since 2008. So I hope you guys can tune in to Pat Gregor uh, on my show tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern live with CDP Sports Talk. Guys, before you wrap this up, I'm also going to play a little video clip of an interview I did with Toronto Argonauts quarterback Ben Holmes, who's from Orchard Park, New York, and went to school at Texas. And Ben's going to talk to me a little bit about uh, being a Toronto Argonaut and playing in the CFL. Uh, this was done the other day at training camp at the University of Guelph's Alumni Stadium and courtesy of my uh, YouTube channel. Just one second, guys. guys this is chris palme again from the university of guelph alumni stadium where the great cup champion cfl champion toronto argonauts are hosting training camp and i have a special guest with me he's the argonauts uh, quarterback his name is ben holt and he's from buffalo new york and uh went to school at texas uh ben good morning thank you so much for doing this uh can you just tell my audience a little bit about yourself yeah for sure well as uh you said my name is Ben Holmes. I'm from Orchard Park, New York, a little suburb outside of Buffalo. Um, I went to a school down in Texas called Tarleton State, a little D2 school. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be on the team last year uh, for the whole Grey Cup run and everything like that. So uh, I'm looking to transi transition into a little bit different of a, of a role on my second year. So, um, yeah, but it's been great so far up here. How much of an adjustment was it coming from the states to the CFL last year, and, and just the, the bigger field and the and the three downs instead of four down football? Yeah, you know, um, when you come up here and you see the field for the first time, you're like, oh my goodness, a five yard hitch turns into a thirty yard hitch, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you're still reading concepts, you're still reading leverage, um, you still got to know your playbook. So um, it, it's different, but it's not at, at the same time. You know, things happen a little bit quicker. Um, quicker than people think because the field's so so big they're like oh i got time to do this and that well you know windows close a lot quicker up here too so in terms of development as a professional football player ben how much of a jump is it for a player uh in their in their second year like yourself from your first year the rookie last year yeah um you know well you 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 really go through um you know mcleod and chad right last year they they welcomed me with open arms um, they're both great teachers um, McLeod really took me under his wing um, in my first year. And right now, Chad is kind of doing the same uh, in my second year. And I know it's his second year as well. Um, but, you know, he, he has a, a pretty good understanding of, of what needs to be done out there. And we learned that from McLeod, right? Um, McLeod was, was such a great teacher and student of the game. And 
um, the way he would analyze things and and really simplify um, the, the big picture, right? Um, and that was that's why he's so good. That's why he's still so good down in the USFL right now, right? So, um, you know, it's just going day by day and, and, and just really understanding what RD wants um, out of the play, right? Okay. Uh, thoughts on Chad, Chad Kelly, who's also from Buffalo, New York, yeah, yeah. taking over as uh, the number one quarterback. And just thoughts on Chad? Yeah, yeah. Chad's a, a tremendous talent, right? He can throw it. He can run it. Um, smart guy, knows football. Um, he's been around it his whole life. Um, but he's also a, a great human being. He's a great teammate, right? Um, he's he's fiery, right? He plays with a lot of passion, which, which everybody loves to see, right? Um, and it's contagious energy. Um, that's what I like to call it. Um, but he's also, he knows when to dial it back. He knows when to explain things, right? So um, he's been great. We've been attached at the hip, uh, you know, for the last three, three to four or five days. Um, and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's helping me along with, with some of the reads that, you know, maybe I didn't get to see last year. So um, he's, he's been great. And just uh, thoughts, how long does it take a quarterback to develop chemistry with uh, the wide receivers and stuff like that? Yeah, like this one. Um, you know, we haven't thrown with these guys too long, but, you know, after the second or third day, you kind of understand how they're going to come out of their breaks. You understand, you know, how long it takes them to come out of their breaks. You know where they like to, to high point the ball and stuff like that. So, you know, two to three days, I guess. But, you know, we've been throwing with the veterans uh, the whole offseason. So, um, you know, it, it, a day or two, and then you're, you're pretty Overall thoughts on the CFL last year, your first year, and winning the Grey Cup and, and the Toronto Argonauts organization, like with Mike Pinball Clements and Ryan Dimwitty and the coaching staff. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, to answer the first portion of your question, I mean, came to the CFL rookie year, won a Grey Cup, right? Uh, what more could you ask for? Um, uh, Mr. Uh, I call him Pinball, but Mr. Clemens, you know, he's been awesome since day one. He, uh, he saw me day one when I came in and gave me a big hug and um, I didn't really know who he was, but over over the um, course of the couple months in the year, you know, we got we got close. You know, every time I see him, I give him a big hug. He's he's unbelievable for our organization. He's great for the city of Toronto as well. You know, everybody knows him, um, so he's unbelievable. And you know, RD, our coach Dinwiddie, um, he like I like to say, he's like a savant, right? He knows football in and out. He knows his offense in and out. He knows coverages in and out. He, he's been unbelievable. Um, he's a great teacher of the game as well. He knows how to slow things down when people don't understand it. Um, you know, and then he's just great to work with. Um, but also coach Miller, he's our quarterback coach, right? Got to give him a shout out. He's been unbelievable as well. Just a great guy. Um, great dude from, from Pittsburgh. Um, he really, really is, is, um, you know, he understands what we need to get out of each play and that's what he's so good at, um, you know, telling us how to do it and, our steps and our reads and um, uh, thoughts on Pete Costan. And a lot of them, right? So he's coach, right? They all, some of them might be in the hall of fame. Um, you know, every guy he's touched, right? Every, every guy he's coached um, has turned out to be, You're going to be wearing the regular. Is there a mayor? He is, uh, he's 10, so I'm not going to grab that from him. And two is Oakman. Um, I need to get on a ladder to talk to Oakman. So I'm uh, 13's number, uh, you know, I was kind of given. I'm just going to roll with it. Um, 
you know, I like Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's an all-time quarterback, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe Dan Marino. All right. But, and- much to be old, but um, for sure, Kurt Warner, um, you know, Dan Marino's a, a Dolphins guy. I'm a Bills guy, so we'll uh, stick with Kurt. And I'm an Eagles guy. I'm going to be yeah. playing the Bills this year as yeah, well. Right. Um, winning the Grey Cup, what did you do with the, the day you had the Grey Cup? I didn't have it. Nope. nope. When I win one when I'm, uh, you know, actually on the roster, maybe the guy. I'll, I'll have my day with the cup, but right now I didn't even, I didn't even want to get near it. So um, I let those guys have, have all their days and whatever. So Okay. Um, well, I'm going to wrap this up, but for yeah, someone that's sure. never been to an Argos game, what would you tell them? Um, it's going to be exciting, right? It's going to be loud. Um, you know, we're going to try and um, you know stretch the field vertically and uh, score some points, right? Okay. Well, Ben, I want to say thank you so much for doing this. And I uh, want to wish you all the best in the 2023 yeah. season. And we'll definitely see you at BMO Field. And June 1st, 7 o'clock, preseason game here against the Ottawa Red Blacks here at Alumni Stadium. Thank you so much, Ben, for doing this. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. All right, guys. That was that was courtesy of my YouTube channel. And that was Ben Holmes from the Toronto Argonauts, who is a native of Orchard Park, New York. This week's Argo schedule, guys, they had their blue and white scrimmage today. Uh, so it was free to the fans. Please check out my social media pages uh, for pictures and stuff like that. Tomorrow, there's no practice. Wednesday, 9.30 to 12.30 practice. Thursday, practice, 9.45 to 12.10. This Friday, no practice. Saturday, Argos at Hamilton. Preseason game number one at 4 o'clock. And Sunday, no practice as well. And uh, it's great to have the Toronto Argonauts uh, having their training camp here at the University of Guelph. Uh, me being about seven to eight minutes from the university. And again, I want to say thank you to Chris Bilnovich and Mike Hogan as the uh, Argonauts have been great with me doing some interviews with their players, uh, such as Ben Holmes, um, Spencer Nichols, Mike Pinball Clements, CFL Hall of Famer, all-time Argonaut, and also with uh, Curly Gittins Jr. as well. So, guys, the Argos' first preseason game is this Saturday, May 27th, 4 o'clock at Hamilton's Tim Hortons Field. If you can't make it, uh, you can catch the game live stream through the Argonauts website, argonauts.ca as well. We have some sports tonight, guys, on this Victoria Day holiday here in Canada. NBA, we got Denver at the Lakers. Game four tonight, 8.30 tip-off. Lakers win. They play game five in Denver. They lose. The series is over. And then the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. Um, the Eastern Conference Finals, Carolina at Florida, 8 p.m. They should be in about the second period or finish uh, very soon. Uh, Florida leads that series 2-0 as well. And also, guys, the NBLC Finals, which I covered game two of the media member this Saturday night in London, where the London Lightning defeated the Windsor Express 124 to 107. Uh, please check out my YouTube channel for uh, post-game interview Jerome Haley Jr. on my YouTube channel as well. Uh, tomorrow, game three, London at Windsor at the WFCU Center. If you can't make it down to Windsor for game three of that best of five series tied at 1-1, you guys can catch it on NBLC TV with uh, Aaron Sanders, the longtime play-by-play uh, voice of the Windsor Express, and along with his color analyst, uh, Drake Damore as well. And it should be a great game as well. Also, guys, we're going to wrap this podcast show up as soon as well. Just like I said before, the next live with CDP Sports Talk, Season 6, Episode 4, sponsored by Barry Collins Chevrolet, will be tomorrow, Tuesday, May 23rd, 
at 12 p.m. Eastern with Pat Gregor, manager of Coolback Canada and the National Lacrosse League analyst for the Halifax Thunderbirds and the TSN Game of the Week. Looking forward to speaking to Pat about the uh, NLL finals uh, that coming up this weekend, starting game one with Colorado and Buffalo in a rematch of last year's NL finals, which Colorado won in three games as well. Also, guys, live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly. Chris Pame is on weeknights at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern Sports and Talk, the heartbeat of Atlanta. Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And I want to say thank you to everybody for watching on these plat live platforms tonight as well. You guys can also check out my website, beacons.ai slash Chris D. Pame. All my digital content and previous podcast episodes is on that website as well. And we're almost ready to wrap this up, guys. Live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership, 905 Woodlawn Road West, 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Gulf Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email at info at barrycullen.com. Speaking of Barry Cullen, spring into summer at Barry Cullen, uh, Barry Cullen dealership uh, with a 2023 Chevy Equinox 3.99% financing for up to 60 months and eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select SUVs at Barry Cullen Chevrolet. You can also follow me on TikTok, on TikTok as well. And also, guys, StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as myself, check out StreamYard.com as well. And finally, as we wrap this up, this podcast show, Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these audio platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitcher, and TunedIn. And thank you to everybody for listening to me on these audio platforms. And again, weeknights at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta as well. I hope everybody has a great night. Again, wishing everybody watching or listening to this show here in Canada a happy Victoria Day. And uh, we'll see you guys Tomorrow for season six, episode four of Live with CDP Sports Talk at 12 p.m. Eastern with guest Pat Gregor from Coolback Canada and the National Lacrosse League as well. And a special thank you to Barry Cullen Chevrolet dealership here in Guelph for sponsoring Live with CDP Sports Talk. Have a great night, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow, 12 o'clock, with Pat Gregor talking National Lacrosse League finals. Good night, everybody. <laughs>